Okay, guys, today we've got Will Harris from Residential Grading and Septic, and we're going to talk about marketing, customer service, and septic tanks. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. What's up, Kyle? What's up? Jared, Mr. Ketterman in the house, My special months. guest this week, Will Harris. We're talking shit. <laughs> uh, literally, and grading. <laughs> We're going to be talking all kinds of stuff, uh, yeah. but that was kind of my little pun on the deal, right? Talking you're, shit. You're done. <laughs> you got to start, start off with that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Will and I have known each other uh, since, I don't know, Will was born. I'm just a few years older than he is, and then, you know, life gets in the way, and we take a gap of probably 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, the tour bus backs in. Uh, to play a show in Spatino. Spatino. And uh, out of nowhere, Will brings me a radiator hose. Well, your dad comes over there to me. Yeah. He goes, man, we got a we got a Lincoln radiator hose. And I said, well, show me what you got. And I'll, I'll see what I can do. Go over there. And it was just the clamp was busted. Uh, and we just drove 960 yeah. miles. I was there. there. I was I there at that. And Will just come up to me and says, hey, man, fix your hose. Great to see you, brother. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what happened? Well, your, your, your dad, know, your dad was all on it. I didn't know any of this was happening, yeah. so it was like it was crazy. But that was the first time I've seen Will in twenty years, and then uh, we kept up on Snapchat and uh, social media, as everybody yep. does. And so we're honored to have Will Harris in the house. <laughs> it, Will's a he's a go getter. He's one of those like he don't talk, he does. Mm-hmm. Or at least from afar, that's kind of what I see. Yeah, and if you're not well, following... I'm glad I got you all fooled. <laughs> well, if you're not following on Snapchat, he loves to brag about his work because he's pretty good at it. Uh, yeah. Hey. But, hey. I mean, I... <laughs> listen, I know Will back from the from the pulling days. You know, it goes back to like hot rod and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, he yeah. was in the pulling stuff. I was not in the diesel side, but we kind of had that mutual thing. I think I modified some stuff for you at one point. Delivery valves. Yeah, I had no idea. You're he's like, like, you're going to do what? I was like, just do this, do this. Okay. He's like, here, let me show you a picture. You think you can turn these into that? And I was like, yeah, I think I can. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. So Did it work? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Can't Good. remember. You know, I've slept since then. Good. And so Will's been a fan of the podcast for a minute, and he reaches out and says, hey, let's do a show together. And Kyle and I are both, without hesitation, come on. Well, let's uh, let's get something straight. Y'all, y'all did uh, Chris May. You know, he had him on the podcast. We did. And yeah. he did tell y'all that I got him lost at KOH, right? Hey, Chris did. That, did that is what he that. said. Yep. He that said that he, he was blaming it on me. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want the real truth? Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to do tell. I mean, this is we're talking shit today, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Chris is a cheap ass, and he <laughs> will buy the bottom if it's not important, like shocks or tires. He's buying the bottom of the line. So he buys the bottom of the line iPad. That's got lead nav on it, and it, the the lowest version. If you go slow enough, the screen flips. So when you're going across rocks, oh, that thing, it, it'll just flip because it thinks that the the it's direction. upside down. Yeah, yeah. So we we come pulling into the we come pulling into the pits and have to do a 180 to come over to our guys to get a tire changed. So we come into the pits, and as we're coming into the pits, I look. See the guys, and they're like, all right, we got to go over here. So we do the 180 and come back. Well, while the tire's getting changed, I'm like, all right, Chris, when we come out of here, we're going to take a lift, and we're going to go this way. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the screen had flipped. So it should have come out and went took a to right. the right. So it was his fault. Well. <laughs> Funny story. Well, well it, 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 it was both of our faults, but when we pre-ran, we did not pre-ran the sections of going into, you know, we, we learned a valuable lesson going into the pits and coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was our fault. I was actually editing some shorts, uh, some short videos of the podcast with Chris May. What's funny is he talks about the Lowrance, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, it's yeah, a bass yeah. boat thing. He's yeah. like, I just got an iPad <laughs> with a puck. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. yeah, let's just, yeah. I got to get Chris, it back. Chris, if you got any comments, when you see the clips come up on YouTube, make yeah. sure you comment or Instagram. Make sure you comment because yeah. I want to I want to make sure that we're getting the, the whole truth. Yeah. You know what's the truth, Chris. It, it, it's, the, it's the truth, he says. So, <laughs> um, Will brought in, like, I already set him over there, a, a box of koozies that uh, Residential Grading and Septic LLC. And uh, I think he overshadowed every single guest by bringing an entire bottle 
of Johnny Walker. Yep. You mean they'd bring a half bottle? Black. I mean, Kutu was the <laughs> first, probably, and he some uh, black label. He brought many. He but, did, but they were testers. But samples, yeah. Does this one stay in the studio? Yes, sir. See, it's yours. Yeah. You have topped everybody. I'm, by, already, by I'm already sampling it. Some blended scotch. It's uh, it's it's really good. So we'll. Tell everybody about, a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, where you grew up, how you got into what you're doing now, et cetera. Okay. So, uh, grew up in Fair Play, South Carolina. Not, you know, many people pass through it going to Georgia, you know, uh, especially in the county, you know, that's at the, I guess you'd say bottom of the county. Yeah. So, uh, it's a shortcut to Anderson is what I think about it. <laughs> yeah. You blink your eye and you're already through it. But um, my dad had a farm down there and um, he, uh, when I was born, he was a dairy farmer and... Uh, Things kind of got slow with the dairy farming, and about the time I was about four or five, he kind of got out of that and uh, started into the grading business. And um, the growing up, you know, I, it was wasn't uncommon for me just to get on a tractor or a bulldozer or something and just go to work. Go to work. Yeah. For any of us that grew up in that, I, right. grew, I grew up not far from their farm. Yeah. For any of us, we learned yeah, to drive and, on a case tractor before we did on a. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what I was going to say too. Is um, you know. We didn't have many excavators and, and t- track skid steers and all that then. You had a box scrape. No, we had a 580 Super K extended boom backhoe, four-wheel drive. Like, it was the Mac Daddy. Like, I was the king. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> that was my baby. I took care of it, and I ran it. And we, we used to put septic systems on the side of the lake. And when I tell you straight down, I mean, no sluts. <laughs> Straight we're, down. We're bad, and we're on the side of it with a with a, a back, you know, a backhoe and and putting gravel systems in back then. And you know, I just I, I grew up uh, working hard and 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 kind of earning you keep that yeah. way. And um, so fast forward a little ways, you know, come through high school and get young and dumb, and you know, um, I decided that uh, I liked horsepower, so I started building diesel trucks, and I started. Uh, drag racing down at Atlanta Motor Speedway or uh, not Atlanta, Atlanta Dragway yeah. on Friday nights for yep. the Fast Friday. Doing some pulls. You do tractor pulls yep. with it too. <coughs> or truck pulls, I guess, is what you So we would drag race on Friday nights and sled pull on Saturday nights. Yeah. And, and we did that for two or three years. Let me tell you, truck. let me give you my my perspective <laughs> on on this era of Will Harris. I mean, these these trucks look good. The second gen, your Bur- was a burgundy truck yet? What color was that? Red. Red. Second gen Dodge Cummins. This thing was was badass. I mean, it, it wasn't just a pulling truck because it had a nice wheel. I mean, it's something you could take, go on date night oh, with. Oh yeah, too, I did you know go on. That's all I yeah, had. Yeah, <laughs> but it had a stack coming out of the hood. And this is before this. To me, this was kind of like the early days of of hood stacks being cool, right? Mm. I mean, I did it. Yeah. Now, let me tell you what. So his. <laughs> yeah, right. So I have a trophy. Um, fastest one oh, ton. Oh, pulling? Uh, fastest one ton at uh, Macon County Dragway. Were you the only one? <laughs> there was a ton of trucks there. Me and Randall decided it'd be a good idea to load up a cooler full of beer and heard there was a race, booked a real cheap motel, you know, a couple rooms down there beside the Whiskey River. Oh, yeah? Dragged on Saturday. Oh, the Whiskey the River. Night. I've been there before. And then ended our night. But uh, and I'd never been on a drag race. And I believe... If my memory serves correct, uh, Jonathan Crane rolled down there separately as well. But I don't know. I don't think he raced. But they called me up, and I was like, I remembered, well, I got to do a burnout because that's what you do when you race, right? My truck was like, ur, ur, ur. <laughs> and my beer spilled. And so right there, <laughs> right, <laughs> right there at the Christmas tree light, you know, I've got, Worry about your beer. I've got beer coming out the door going, oh, gosh, you're going to kick me off the track. So I'm, we're gone. Well, I won first place. Crazy! Congratulations! How, yeah, was it? Was it your truck? Yeah, it was oh. a silver F three fifty. I picked up off of Alan Lay uh, years and years ago. But uh, yeah, I was the only one ton in the class. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else was Dodges, and they're all three quarter. Gotcha. Ton. Yeah, yeah. So they had a one ton class. I entered it. I got first, second, and third. All the same. Awesome. Yep. On the same race, but yeah, I mean, I went. To, I think maybe a couple truck pulls back in the day, but the one I remember bigger than anything was right here in Westminster. And you were like pulling the sled through the end. You're like, I'll, you know, no, I'm not stopping at the end. That sucker, he'd keep going. So the guy that ran that place down there, he <clears throat> he come up to me that night 
and it was like one of the first or second pulls they ever had. And um, he said, "You're not, you're not going to pull it all the way tonight. You're not pulling my sled all the way." Right. Back. Yeah. He said, "You're not, you're not going all the way." And there was a, I remember there was a Westminster cop sitting down there, you know, at the very end, yeah. not not blocking me by no means, but just at the very end. And I remember backing up and hooking, and yeah, I'd I'm, always turn my strobe lights on because the kids loved that, you know. And I, it was just nothing but an attention game. Yeah, he put on a good show. <clears throat> you know, it's and I'm, I'm revving the motor, and the black smoke's bowling, and you know, I, I I remember looking down that track, and I said, if I can just make it to that to that right there at that cop, dumped the clutch on it, took off down through there, like second gear, third gear, something yeah, too. I remember, you? I remember pulling second gear on the high side and four drive. And, you know, you'd let off, ease off the clutch, and when you saw that boost gauge hit 40 PSI, you sidestep off the clutch and let it roll right foot to the floor. And um, I remember going down through there, and I was like, if I can just get to that cop, I'll, I'll be good. Well, went past the cop, turned left, went out into the parking lot, and finally you could see the guy on that sled just waving his hand, stop, stop, stop. Pulling him, yep. Because he, I mean, it, and you. I had to stop. I mean, so. we were on somehow. We got there was a trailer. I don't know if it was yours or who it was. It was a there was like a, a high deck flatbed trailer, well, mine, pit trailer. I did, yeah, parked normal, on the side of. Normally, the I end. drove to the track. Well, I mean, it was like part of the show. It was part of the event. Right. It was parked at the end on the opposite side. So like you could part put your seats and, or your chairs and stuff on. Yeah. So we were sitting up there, and this joker comes by us. You know. And it's the only Dodge that I've ever seen. Not, you know, this is not saying much because I'm not really in that world. It's the only one that like cammed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. rut, rut, rut. I mean, I think it would sit there like a, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, yep. dude, that's badass. That and you know, what's crazy is it had a stock cam in the engine. And that it was, was all, all, fuel. all in the injection pump. A yeah. guy in Indiana named Monster Mike made that pump. And that's his real name. Monster no, Mike. That's all we knew him by. <laughs> Alias Monster Pump Mike, and <laughs> hey, whatever he did, that's so much it better. Works. Oh, it would it run. Worked. It would run because you had to buy his pump, his injectors, his crossover tubes, everything to go in it. And at that time, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I that was a twenty-four valve, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I didn't have the money to spend like that. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I, yeah. Well, it goes back to the action part of what I was talking about, though. Like, you're not one that's like, I think I want to do that. It'd be cool. I got this dude, Monster Mike, can do this, and you think about it and talk about it, but then you never do it. Like you're like, no, we're doing. I'm gonna do it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it, and we're gonna do it right. Yeah, Yeah, we're gonna put all the stuff in it. Learn as we go. So I met that guy when I went to college in Nashville Auto Diesel College in uh, 2005, and um, he really he helped me with the truck, but he was a hard, hard person to get to answer the phone. And we were having some issues with the pump and couldn't ever get him to answer the phone. And uh, so we had, I kind of had to cut ties with that yeah. guy. Well, that's kind of customer service is everything. It's, everything. Funny, it's funny you say that because we're going to really kind of tie this oh, for sure. into what you're currently doing in the septic business. Um, and I, I guess we go there now. You got something else you want to touch on you before me, we? You want me to carry on until I got help where I'm at? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, so, get, let's get to know him a little bit. I guess I interrupted you on that, huh? <laughs> no. So, uh, <laughs> did the... Did, <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're done. Did the diesel stuff, and then, uh, you know, 2008, hard times hit, and uh, I was working with my dad. When I got home from college, I went back to work for him. We were putting in, you know, my my main job was all the residential work, and... My dad kept saying, we need to go commercial. We need to go commercial. We need to, you know, get out there and get the big work. And I'm like, Tomorrow, like roads and schools and stuff like that. I'm like, dad, you're, you're, you're forgetting the little guy. The little guy is, they, they, they don't pay big, but mm-hmm. you're forgetting the little guy. Yeah, everybody that's, else. That's where we started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So long story short, 2008 happened. I had to go get a real job and, um, I was able to get a job at the nuclear plant and, um, Worked there for 12 years and wasn't happy at all. Um, it finally, I just, I, I came home one day and I told my wife, I said, I've got to do something different. Yeah. And uh, I worked there from 2008 to 2010 as a, excuse me, yeah, from 2008 to 2020, 2020. And um, 
I finally I told her I said I got to do something different. Yeah. And um, she said, "Well, what do you what do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, I don't I don't want to turn wrenches anymore. I want to run I want to run my own business." Yeah, but all, just, I, all I know how to do is push dirt and and put in septic systems. Yeah. And she was like, "Well, why don't you just do that?" And I was like, "There's not enough work out there for me." Well, started thinking about it, and just so happens a gentleman walked into the shop at the nuclear plant, and he goes, "Man." I can't find a good septic company in the upstate. And I was like, well, what do you need done? He's like, I need my septic tank pumped out. And he said, everybody that calls won't even either answer the phone or they're two or three weeks out. I said, all right. So like I was telling you before, I went to Google and I found all the septic pumping companies, called all 13 of them. Yeah. Three of them answered the phone and they were all booked up. So I was like, hmm. There's maybe an opportunity it's, maybe here. it's an opportunity here. I could pump septic tanks and work at the nuclear plant. Same time. So side hustle. So I started That's a big side hustle. <laughs> that is a big side so hustle. I, you know, and we were working 40, 50 hours a week at the nuclear plant and uh, you know, day shift, night shift, because I was on a swing shift. Like so, a four tens or what was you on? Well, some weeks you'd work four days, some weeks you'd work three days, but you might be swinging from days to nights between them. Yeah. So it was really hard on your body. And um I found the pump truck that I wanted from a guy in straight-up Amish country in Pennsylvania. Went up there, bought the truck. My buddy, Me and my buddy Clayton drove it home. Never pumped a septic tank in my life. And my wife was my first customer. <laughs> hey, let me pump your <laughs> pump your tank for you. Yeah, let me pump your tank for you and, and critique the you-know-what out of me so that I know that I'm not messing up. See, that's what I'm talking about, action. He went and bought a truck, never pumped anything in his life. Yeah, yeah. Not only did he buy a truck, it was in six states over, or whatever. I mean, yeah, states Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So then, I, you know, I pumped my mom's. I pumped, you know, fa- family members. You yeah. Know, and I, I, I told them, I said, hey, critique me. If you see something I did wrong, tell me. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be glad to fix it. You know, I'm not taking offensively. So that led into um, basically I was working at the nuclear plant and pumping tanks. Um, and then – I kept my install license, and you have to have a pumper's license as well. So um, I had both of them, and I, I, another guy walked into the the um, shop that day and says, I'm building a new house, and the septic co- contractor um, can't get here in time. Can you help me out? He's like, I got an inspection coming for a... For a- well, it was just, he, you know... Waiting on the septic to, yeah. to, and it was a mobile home, but he was waiting on the septic to get his CO so that he could move into the mobile home. And I was like, well, let me see the permit. So he laid out, I said, shoot, we could do that. I'm off on Monday. You want to do it Monday? He's like, yeah. Monday, when I called my dad, I was like, hey, can I borrow your track code? <laughs> dad was like, well, yeah. You know, so I went and borrowed dad's track code and I went and put that system in. And I mean, the guy was so thankful. He was like, I, you know, I can't believe that you helped me do this. And, and I had fun doing it. Yeah. And, um, so I kept, I kept my nose straight and, uh, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this. So back to what I was telling you, my dad kept wanting to go commercial and I kept wanting to, you know, stay residential. So that's where my name came from was residential grading and septic. That's pretty good. I had uh, I had a really smart person tell me one time, sell to the classes, and you'll live with the masses. But if you sell to the masses, you'll live with the classes. Yep, that's a fact. Yeah. You know, the thing that's tough, though, and this is probably where you excel, is you have to, back to what you said you know, in the beginning, you called 13 different companies, you got three people to call you back. And out of those three people, you probably got one that may have gave you decent customer service. Right, I don't know that for a fact because right, right. you, didn't, you didn't follow through. But mm-hmm. you know, if you if you're gonna stick, res, you know, the, the thing is, it's lacking so much in residential is the customer service is the is the fact that you're gonna show up when you tell them you're gonna show up. That's right. The callback, mm-hmm. you know, hell, before we started the podcast, you had three phone calls out here That's right. right outside. Like, we had you know, to get him to turn his phone off just so we could get yeah. through the yep. podcast. Yeah. But I think that's the value in what you do. It's not. It's not the truck. It's not the pumping. It's none of that stuff. It's the fact that you care enough to like actually call people back and show up when you tell them you're going to show up. And I will wait if it's not an emergency. If I don't have poo in the yard, right? I'll wait three weeks to have as somebody as long as I've got good communication. Yeah, 
Right. You communicate with me. That's well, great. Let me know. Not only. I Not strive, only that, I strive to have 100% communication because when you call me and I tell you, hey, I'm going to do it then. Yeah. If something comes up, because something it happens. It, it happens. Right. But communicate. Don't just leave that person out there wondering, I wonder if they're going to show up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is to, you know, we've talked about this in the past too. Like sometimes when you make the little, you know, something comes up, I call them mistakes. It's not necessarily a mistake, but when you unexpected hiccups, hiccups when you, when you, Address those hiccups the proper way. You have a customer for life. Mm-hmm. I think it's oh, more. Right. I think that's it's right. more valuable when you address oh, yeah, yeah, the hiccup yeah. Yeah. than you than you actually just being a good the customer service is everything. Yeah, but sometimes a mistake too within that customer service mm-hmm. gives you a bigger opportunity to have a customer for life when you make it right. Mm-hmm. Right, because you're building relationships you're, before you even get at the job. Well, so which, you're judged before you even pull in the yes. driveway mm-hmm. based on the communication you've had with your customer. And what you're telling them is, you're important, good or bad. <laughs> I'm gonna take care of you. You're important right. to me, right? When that's they right. see that it didn't go exactly as planned, and you took care of them, that's where you get the customer for life because they're like, he's got me, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Well, that Not was just, just like that good. lady we were talking about. You know, I was talking on the phone when you were standing there out there. You know, she was like. You pumped my tank yesterday, and my tank's half full. And I was like, well, ma'am, you've used it. And she was like, well, it's not supposed to be full. She was confused on how a septic tank yeah. actually even works, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want it f- full of water is different than full of stuff. Septic. Solids, yep. Yeah, because the water should overflow into what, the leach lines. I mean, yep. you yep. know more about that than I do, but there's so you, a natural draining system that, that yeah. yeah. So, Will, after you bought your first truck <laughs> and you're already at, at Duke Power, what was the time frame before you said, I'm out. So I had a very good boss man at um, Oconee Nuclear Station. His name is Tab Hedrick. Super nice guy. Probably one. I mean, he's a brother to me now. Um, He kept telling me, he said, you'll know when the time's right. Because I kept telling him, I don't know when I'm going to leave. You know, I don't know if I want to leave because it was a good job. I made good money and I was at home with my kids. I didn't have to travel. And... In the back of my mind, I'm like, I just don't, I don't want to work for a place like this. I, I, I just felt trapped. And he kept telling me, he's like, you're, you're, you will know when the time's right. So I just, like I said, kept my nose down and went to work. And bef- before too long, I was making more money pumping septic tanks than I was at the nuclear station. That's when the time becomes right. And I was having more fun pumping septic tanks. There you go. There you go. <laughs> And and you know because I would I can remember I would I would be on night shift I'd get off at six o'clock in the morning I would go straight home as fast as I could get straight into bed and I would wake up at ten o'clock on the dot ready to rock and roll no oh. <laughs> no no <laughs> you're done but <laughs> but I'd wake up at ten o'clock and I would get my I was like I've got to go to work because I've got these people that yeah I've already committed to yeah. And my first appointment was at 12 o'clock. So I got up at 10. I got, you know, because I live in Pendleton, you know, so a lot of my work is in Oconee area or Seneca, Wahala. So that gave me some time to get here. So I would drive over, you know, and I would work from from the first appointment at 12 o'clock. My second appointment was at 2 o'clock. And if I could squeeze another one in, I would do it if it was already, like, dug up or something. Yeah. And then I'll turn around and drive back home. I remember I'd pull in the yard, cut the truck off, run inside, get my shower, and really just give a kiss to my wife and my kids, and then back in the car. And I am hightailing it to be back at a nuclear station by six o'clock. For your second job. Work all night, yeah. wake up and do it again. It's crazy. And I'm like, I was like, I'm I am killing myself. You had to know there was a the end was soon, though, because you don't kill yourself like that, not knowing you, that there's a... You, it, it's just the drive. It's the drive. I mean, you focused and want something better for yourself is what I was after because I was at the nuclear station. I was miserable, and that's what made me happy. Yeah. And I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy walking up and meeting a total stranger, and sometimes... You don't know it, but sometimes you're the only person they have that they can talk to. Yeah. You know, and I mean I've had I've had older ladies cry on my shoulder because mm-hmm. I'm coming to save their their problem. Right. You know? and, and 
doesn't mean something. You know, some sometimes it, you know people are like you know whatever, whatever. But I, yeah. it, it matters to me. Yeah, I get no it. Doubt. So let's pause right there for a second. So what I'm hearing is money is not your motivator. Mm-hmm. Probably time or satisfaction. Uh, satisfaction of family of helping. Uh, controlling your own destiny. I, I like helping. I am. I, I do. I do enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the money. Um, mm-hmm. It it does help because we have to. Of course, you're you running know, a business. You're that's running right. a business. That's right. You know, you can't. You, you can't, got overhead like everybody. Yeah, else. I mean, our that's listeners right. are going to understand that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I would think that at this point, as much as we talk about business, Motiv- they, they get it. They right. get it. Yeah. So money, I, money's not my motivator either. Like, at, of course, we have to have money to. Pay for the food on the table and keep the wives happy. The wife yeah. happy. <laughs> wives. I, meant, I meant, you know, plural. I got you. But uh, time is my personal motivator. Like, I'd much rather do passive yeah. income. Until Will calls and, you and says, hey, let's buy a plane. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, money, money matters now. Or, or call you and say, hey, come meet me at the store. Let's go ride around in the snow. <laughs> I'm flying one day and I, I snapped a picture or something and Will's like, hey, did you buy a plane? I was like, not yet. He's like, well, I've been thinking about it. And I said, well, you know, you can write this thing off. He's like, don't tell me that. Where you at? <laughs> this is my Are point. we going shopping? <laughs> but, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk more of the grading part of residential septic and grading with Will Harris. Let's face it. Shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So, you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? We're back with Will Harris at Residential Grading and Septic. So, Will... Right before the break, uh, we were talking about transitioning from your day job to your side hustle, making that true entrepreneurship, full-time gig. What were some of the hurdles? Um, obviously, the first one I can think of is you left your security blanket, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. Duke is a, is a great place to work, employee or contractor. You know, they employ. Yeah, I kind of felt like that was my forever home. You know, when That's I got right. hired, I was like, yes, I, you know, I don't have to look for another job. Yeah, most of the guys are there that work there, men and women both, is like a family. Whether yeah. you're at Catawba or Oconee or wherever you're at, everybody in that clique is in that mm-hmm. clique. Yeah, and yeah. typically lifers, too. Yeah, typically, because it's such a good place to work. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we wouldn't have what we have in Oconee without Duke Power. That's exactly right? true. So other than the, your security net, you know, your security security blanket, so to speak, what was some of the other hurdles or what kept you up at night during your first year? Or more importantly, what kept your wife up at night? <laughs> she, uh, well, the the security blanket, okay? So if I leave, if I left Duke Power to go do this for a living, what if what if I fail? Which is a big one that a lot what, of people what, struggle with. What do I fail? What if I fail? Um, but then I look back, and I've never failed at anything in my life. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because my mom was always the person to push. My mom was always the person to, hey, if you see somebody struggling, you go over there and help them. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. don't just watch. You you just don't think about it. Just go do it. Move. Yep. So that's that's kind of. I was just scared to fail. Yeah, I, I really was. And, and I mean, that's that's real, man. Everybody goes through that. I yeah. think I think the the value in that though is who who cares? Because what's more scary than being afraid to fail is when you're older, worrying. You know, like what if I didn't do what it? What if I didn't do it? Right. And so, you got kids at this point, right? You're you've already right. established a yep. family, and a new home, two kids. My wife stays at home, you know, and I was working at Duke and. What if I failed? Because it's not just me. That's right. I, I've got four other people behind That's me. That's right. You know, and it was a very big commitment, but put my faith in the Lord. And, Amen. Hey, it paid off. What yep. were they said? With God, all things are possible. That's right. That's right. That's no right. doubt. You know, the thing is, I, I mean, I, I, I'm guilty of the same things, right? I, I overanalyze a lot of things. I think you're probably, out of the three of us, maybe the least – over analytical oh, as far sure. as failure and that kind of stuff goes. Maybe it has to do with kids and family. I don't know. Until I got married, and then well, that's when, what I'm I, saying. when I got married, I realized that if, if I fail, 
we fail. Yeah. And so, but I'll still jump off the cliff and figure out how to build a parachute but or an airplane what, on the way down. The thing like, is, I look at though, and you, and you you can kind of chime in on this. You know, failure. It's not the end though. Like no, you, it's you, not. You buy a truck, you try it, it don't work. You sell the truck. Don't be scared. You get another job at Duke or somewhere else. Well, you don't learn if you don't fail. Either, That's right. Right. But you. But the thing is, hundred percent. Is you don't succeed if you don't try. No, that's that's right. like, you'll never know if you don't try. You don't ever know, and you'll regret it one day. That's right. Back to I don't know what episode it was I talked about. But one of my favorite verses in a song is uh, "Regret is the ghost that haunts." Oh, yeah, I mean it's like if you didn't do it and you thought about it forever and ever, and you're like, man, that's why I, I wish. That's why I do multiple different things in different <laughs> places, right? And so I did it. Now you know I didn't. Wasn't, it's not we, why, we, what defines me. We talked about this on the last episode. Your right. uh, your album yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's still in his CD player. <laughs> yep, which is great. And my truck. Yep. So tell me about your marketing strategies. There's a story about you at a Christmas parade that yep. I've heard. I think it went viral <laughs> on the internet. So tell us a little bit about what, how that came about. Man, it was just something that fell in my lap, and you know. When you get into the septic pumping business, the first thing out of their mouth is Cousin Eddie. You oh, know, that, uh, shitter's full. Chris, shitter's Christmas full. vacation. vacation. Yeah. National Lampoon's Christmas you vacation. You wash it all day at Christmas yeah. every year. So um, On repeat? On repeat. Well, no, it, it, oh. like DirecTV automatically <laughs> does it. It's just oh. it's on all day. Gotcha. <laughs> so... Um, the the Westminster Christmas Parade was coming up, and <laughs> you 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 you're a new business. Yeah, you, you know how people, we gonna, people how, don't people don't know you. How are we gonna make an impact? So how how are we gonna make an impact? And I got on Amazon. And I ordered my robe. And I ordered my hat. And I ordered you know, of course you know didn't have a problem getting a beer. And <laughs> I filled up a five gallon bucket full of Tootsie Rolls. Nice. And I put them on the back of my, I've got a little mini excavator on the back of my pump truck there. Buddy of mine drove me through the parade, and I was throwing out those Tootsie Rolls. And every once in a while, one of those Tootsie Rolls had my business card tied to it. So I would try to, like if I was throwing out to a family, I would grab grab a handful and try to get one card Mm -hmm. and throw it. Well, after that parade... Everybody was calling Cousin Eddie. Yeah. I mean. So you every, saw the impact immediately. Absolutely. So let me let me get this straight. And I it, mean, I went from who is that jackass on the back of a right. pump truck to, you Shitter's know. full. To, I mean, we are, we went from pumping, you know, two and three tanks a day to pumping six, seven, eight tanks a day. So I don't know if we can do this in post-production, but there is a photo <laughs> or, a, or a short video of, yep. of him behind this new Peterbilt pump truck. Mac. Mac pump truck. I mean, it's sharp. Yeah, I will say. A, got an excavator on the back and him in a row with a five-gallon bucket and his hat, you know. Yep. He, he plays the part. And it takes six beers to go through the Westminster <laughs> Christmas parade because <laughs> at the bottom of that bucket was beer. And I would just reach real deep through the Tootsie Rolls to get to the beer. So back, back to the action part of, the, of our conversation because I want to I want to kind of touch on the truck itself because it's got to yeah. be the nicest pump truck in this county. Oh, for sure. It's By super far. nice. But, like, he just didn't do it. You know, he's talking about he went and bought a truck before he ever pumped a septic. Mm-hmm. Not only did he buy a truck, it's the nicest truck. No, 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 that's not, the, that's not the Oh, that's, that's not the one you uh, bought. Oh, okay. No. Oh, no, right. no, no, no. Maybe Because right. I was Baby like, steps. damn, dude, he, nope. he just dove in. Nope. So when I started this, I wanted to I, – I did not want to have to go to the bank. I did not. But on my first pump truck, I had to go to the bank, and I sat across the desk from this guy – didn't even know him, but he could see my, you know, my bank account. He could tell that I, you know, I, I paid my bills. Yeah, and I told him, I said, I'm, I'm working at the nuclear plant. I said, and I, I have a, a vision that I can do this. And he was like, Well, what are you trying to borrow? And I said, I need thirty thousand dollars. And he goes, You think you can make it? And I said, I know I can make it. Yeah. And I said, But. I will pay this off as quick as I can. I promise. Because I don't I don't want the overhead. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> three months later it was paid for. And that was the truck you got in Pennsylvania. That was the truck I got okay. in Pennsylvania. Not the, the truck that I've seen though. Right. Right. Okay. So then, you know, we were we were hand digging tanks. We didn't have a micro excavator. 
I'm fat. I was getting wore out. <laughs> so I needed, it was $20,000 to buy a Bobcat E10 from Bobcat of Greenville. Which is the coolest thing, I think. We'll touch on that in a second. So my first plan was I was going to hook a trailer behind the truck, just a utility trailer. I'd show up, park at the top of the driveway, unhook the trailer, or you know, unload the tractor, unhook the trailer, back the truck down, pump the septic tank, pull it back up, hook everything. Well, you do that five or six times a day, it gets old. God, it gets yeah, old. I can see that. Well, <clears throat> I was at a race one day, and I was talking to a good friend of mine, and I was telling him that I had bought me a pump truck, and I was saving my money up to go buy this E10 micro excavator. And he just looked over at me. He goes, well, how much is it? And I said, it's $20,000. And he goes, how much money do you have? And I said, well, I just started, so I've got, you know, three or $4,000. And he said, well, man, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, I don't want anything in return. He said, I'm going to wire you that money. And I was like, what? He said, I'm going to wire you that money. He said, I want you to go buy that tractor. He said, you figure out what you can pay every month. And his wife was on board about this. Super great people. And they took a chance with me. And I paid it off in two months. Yeah. And no interest. No, no they interest. weren't asking for anything. They just wanted they to help you out. They did, they said I don't. They don't want my name. They don't want nothing. Yeah. They said we want to see you succeed, because they knew I could do it. I guess <laughs> I don't know. But um, I bought the tractor, and then I started that. You know, it started amplifying. I was pumping three and four tanks a day, and you know it it it. I was dragging a trailer around. Yeah. And then I was like, well, what can make me more efficient? So I started talking to my neighbor who was a welder. And I was like, can you build a rack on the back of this thing to where I don't have to have a trailer and I can just pull it up on there. And when I get at the job and I need it, I can take one strap off and throw two ramps down and I'm backing it off yeah. and I'm working. Because in this business, time is money. Yeah, and space too. I mean, like trying to turn around and... Well, it was, it was just, you know, more work. With, with the trailer. Yeah. But the cool thing about the trailer is you can carry more stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, with the rack, you can't. So <clears throat> we designed, or he, basically we designed a rack and put it on the back of the truck, and that really helped us. Well, then, So give, to give every perspective on its listening or whatever, the rack he's talking about is kind of like, would you call it like a hitch haul setup? Like kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a platform. Or one of those it's things not on that, research because the tractor weighs 2,500 right, pounds. But right, right. But it's kind of like a deer hauler that goes in the back of a research. Yeah, that's the yeah. But you drive same, your same mini principle. excavator yeah, on. Same principle. It's a hitch haul. But it's a lot heavier. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it fits perfect. It looks like, it looks like it's made to be there. Yep. He's, he said, I'm going to come there to your house, and I got, don't worry, I got the mini S behind the truck and I was like well you can, you're not going to be able to turn that big truck in my driveway he's like no I'm like good. it's behind my truck it's, it's made, attached it's to made, my it's truck attached, yep, he pulled yep. in or his driver pulled in I'm like oh no shit like literally yeah it's the coolest thing mm-hmm. alright sorry I, I kind of want to give the perspective yeah perspective the vision you're done so <laughs> <laughs> wind so, it up <laughs> so uh, yeah we um, you know I, I ran that truck for a long time and then um, I was like well Maybe I need an employee. And at that time, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want, I want, I've been doing this the whole time and working at the, you know, at the nuclear plant. And I was like, maybe I'll just put it on Facebook and see if somebody hits on it. Well, a guy that really lives two miles down the road from me, he sends me a text message. He said, man, I'd love to help you. I said, okay. So we start, we started talking and, 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 thing about this is, is he had no experience with septic i was gaining experience and um <clears throat> so he came to work for me and i was still working at the nuclear plant so he would work a schedule with me which made a ton of difference because we were getting twice as much done yeah in that little bit of window that i had to work that day <clears throat> well that evolved into me turning my notice in at the nuclear plant you know, because I'm like it's time because I'm 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 enjoying this more. I'm making more money. Um, I'm employing no, somebody. No, no, I don't have benefits doing this, but yep. happiness means something to me. Mm-hmm. So, turned my notice in, and I gave them like a month, you know, a month notice, and um, it was. I remember walking out that day, and 
I walked out the doors and I was getting ready to go to the, you know, to the to the walkway to go to the uh, parking lot. And I turned back around and looked at the front doors and I was like, "Did I just mess up?" Yeah. And I just turned right back around. And I said, "Nope, I didn't mess up. I'm, like I'm going. I'm going this way." Huge weight lifted off, <clears throat> but also probably scary as hell. Well, at that point in time, you know, I was swing shift between. You know, pumping. I was exhausted. Yeah. I was really physically, mentally exhausted, and <clears throat> I mean, I was basically building my business and working at nuclear you know, the nuclear plant. And then when I stepped out, I stepped out to, you know, today's my last day, and tomorrow I got a job to do. And I made that commitment, and I told my wife, I said, "She's a business administration de- uh, degree." I said. You're gonna be my secretary. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna handle the the taxes and, and the payroll and and bookings, <clears throat> all that stuff. I'm and you're gonna take care of the kids. And I'm just, I'm going to work. I yeah. said, I don't know any, know any other thing to do, but just nose down and get get busy, get it done. You know, I don't know if you want to, if you want to say it. You certainly don't have to. I love the story about the people who gave you a chance. Yep. Everybody sitting at this table, somebody has bet on them. Mm-hmm. Somebody's bet on oh, you yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you, yep. we just heard the story. Somebody bet on me. Any chance that I get to give back, I don't hesitate. Yeah. That's right. If I believe in the person. But you got to trust yeah. them. We're going to do that. You've deal. had some big bets on you. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're done. And we, have, and we have succeeded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you yeah. know, I wonder, though, this is what I wonder. We can kind of, This is going to be off topic just a little bit. I wonder if the fact that you knew that it was a huge bet on you put a sense of responsibility that made you, 100%. that kicked you into action. Well, yeah. Yeah, but right? I'll you. You got to be faithful right. to that person yes, because that person right. took a chance on you. You yeah. don't want to let them Well, die. and I also right. wonder with Jared too, especially in his younger years where there was a moment where he maybe got to a point where he felt like people didn't believe in him. Sure. And then you find that one person that truly does believe in you and you're sure. like, I'm going to fucking kill this. Yeah, and we did, right? <laughs> but know? I'll tell you, you know, I heard this the other day. There are two reasons that you won't succeed in life. Two. One is you don't know the right people. Number two is you're misinformed. Yeah. Because if you know the right people, this happens. Yeah. You build relationships. I'm huge. Like every podcast, build yep. relationships. Yep. There was a relationship built before that phone call ever took place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that phone call wouldn't have taken place. Well, the, the misinformed part could be also that you don't believe in yourself. No, that's right. You I are, think whoever mm-hmm. helped him out knew that he believed in himself. Mm-hmm. They seen oh, yeah. it oh, yeah. within the racing, within whatever it was. They knew they're like, well, they, they also, you know, when I, I told them, I was like, man, I'm, I'm buying a pump truck. And they're like, huh? I'm like, I'm buying a pump truck. Well, then the next time they saw me, it might be a month. Well, you know, they say, Hey, are, how's it going? How's it going? Man, I, you know, I pumped 10 tanks last month. That doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're first starting out, yeah, you got to crawl before you. I want. pumped ten tanks, and I got a full time job. <clears throat> right. Well, That's then, a- well, then the next time you see them, hey man, how's it going? Man, I pumped ten tanks last week. Yeah, and they're like, oh damn, you're you growing. Know? You're growing. At that point, I would have been like, so <laughs> how do I how do I get equity? what else you need? How do I how do I get equity? In this and business? I don't want to pay back. I want interest, <laughs> or I want equity. Yeah. Right. I want equity yeah. in and, 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 residential. What's cool about it all is those people that have that took a chance with me periodically will just call me out of the blue. Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Because they they know they invested in me. They didn't make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I I paid them back, but at the same time they care. If I had to bet, and they're not even racing anymore. If right. I had to bet those people had the same thing happen to them, which they, is why they, they basically did. Yeah, they 100%. did. 100%. That's why they passed they the owned, favor on. They owned a multi, multi-million dollar glass company in Atlanta, and they pretty much told me if it was a skyscraper in Atlanta, they put the glass in it. And they started off bottom of the barrel just scraping by. Somebody gave them a chance. And somebody gave them a chance. And uh, just recently, they had called and told me that they had sold that glass business for a very good, and I mean, they're 45 years old and fully retired. Living on, living in the reserve? I get it. (laughs) Can we have them on the podcast? I get it. Um, So how long before somebody's running residential and you're going to be full-time off-road racing? No, not happening. So, so can we can we talk about off road racing? Yeah. is is um, a privilege. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Um, if residential doesn't do well, you're not racing. The race is not going to happen. But sometimes we get burnout on the off road racing because it takes to compete right now. And for it's not going to change, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it's a commitment. Well, yeah, I mean, just like the local dirt track guys, you know, they 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 would work a normal job, they'd come home every evening, they would work on their cars, they'd get racing on Friday or Saturday nights come home the next week they would repeat it right there's so much work that gets involved so i'm having a hard time with maintaining the business and being a daddy and racing so daddy comes first before business right that's exactly right so i enjoy hanging out with my wife and my children the 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 business can i'm not gonna say it's not gonna take care of itself but if I need to step away for five days, I can. That's right. Um, but I also have um, two very good employees, and that's all I want. I don't want any more employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm, I may add one more, mm-hmm. but that's it. We're not buying three trucks and painting their logo on the side. So tell we don't me, we don't need it. You tell know me why? what residential looks like three to five years from now. Where do you, where do you see the company I, I, I and think, yourself? I think I want to leave it the same size that it is because. Um, we have maintained um, – there's no debt. Um, we, have, we, have, we have done very well mm-hmm. with maintaining what we have. Um, an older gentleman once told me, keep it small and keep it all. That's a great one. So Ooh. with that – Say that Say that again, Will. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's good. Keep it small and keep it all. Mm-hmm. So with saying that, a lot of people, they'll say like, man, how do you get so much? How do you do all that with only if two people? It's efficiency. And it also boils back to those relationships that you were talking about. There's been times that, you know, I have, you know, my pump truck has been stuck. And I don't know who to call, you know, but I can generally... I can go through my phones. Hey, where you at? You know, hey, what are you doing? Hey, where you at? Well, just so happens I'm nearby. Can you come pull me out? Can you come pull me out? I mean, Brad Freeman runs a dump truck. He has pulled me out, I bet you, four or five times Uh, this year. You know how to fix that, right? (laughs) Stop getting stuck. Well, (laughs) it's hard to do sometimes. Put a winch on that thing. Well, I thought about that too, but that'd that'd be a killer winch. So residential stays the same size. Residential grading and septic stays the same size. Yes, sir. Is there another venture that you may get into or another side hustle that you're looking at? I do. I've got my eyes on something else the same way that I did with my septic work. Um, I don't know if I want to venture out into that because – that doubles the load, mm-hmm. and I'm happy right now. You know, if if, if we want to, you know, if my family and I want to take off and go trail riding in the mountains in the side by sides for a couple of days, take off and do it. I mean, yeah, there's 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 planning around that. Yeah, a lot to be said to be content. Yeah, I mean, Jerry <clears throat> talks about this all the time. It's like, you know, at what point do you quit trying to scale up and just enjoy what you got? You know, well, I'm I'm at that point. I I don't have anything to prove to nobody. As long as that phone call calls or phone keeps ringing, and as long as I'm helping people, I'm I'm just I'm just moving forward. If 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 we don't have but four tanks to pump next week, I'm okay with it. See, I I love to see that from you guys because I have a hard time with it. I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm always trying to scale the next level. And I mean, me and you've had multiple conversations off, off, you know, the podcast about this. And you're just like, what was, what was the guest? It was like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Bobby's brother, James. James. No, that's right. So, you know, I say that, but then last week we're we're looking at a multi-million dollar deal. Like I'm not, it has to be the right right thing. thing. Yeah. Right. For me to jump back in. Well, I think we'll be the same way. If an opportunity come across, he, 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 He's saying he's good, but if the right opportunity came along mm-hmm. and it made really good sense, he would be like, "We all, most of us yeah. would." Yeah. So, with with the work that I do, it's hard to find good, dependable help. Not just the work that you do, blue collar. Period. Well, right? exactly. But, yeah. but imagine Especially trying to get uh, trying to get industry. somebody. Hey, what are you going to do? Today? Well, we're going to go over and pump some shit. Yeah. Who wants to do that? Yeah. Nobody. 
Well, you pay, what, 60 bucks an hour? Like, well, I, you, you're taking applications? <laughs> you, that, that, that's the thing, though. The guys that I have helping, I am very blessed, and I try my best to tell them every day I appreciate them. Yeah, yeah I bet. Yeah, it's a tough business. You know, the thing is, though, is I think that's an advantage for you, too. Um, because I was actually yesterday ran into a guy, listens to the podcast, shout out to Chad. He was like, yeah, man, I've been listening. It's good summer listening for me. You know, I'm on the grass, whatever. He's like, who's going to be on the podcast this week? I said, Will Harris. He's like, septic? I was like, yeah. He's like, it's funny you said that because I just had a guy come out and pump my septic the other day. <laughs> was it Will? No, it wasn't Will. <laughs> it was somebody else. What? But he was. Chad. What? Chad. But he, Chad was like, man, I had to like dig it up myself. I'd do like the guy wouldn't do anything. I'd do it all. Uh, and he come out and pumped it and then charged me a, a crazy amount of money. And he's like, the first thing I thought about was, man, I need to start my own business doing this. But the good thing is. It don't take about a minute and a half, and you're like, I don't know if I want to do that business, <laughs> right? But that's why you—that's why you can charge what you charge. Well, and it's a small—it's a there's part of that where it's, you can charge because every listen, if you need it pumped, there's it a do, good chance does, the price doesn't matter. I had Will do some work for me not too long ago, and I needed it done now, now, yesterday, you know, and I paid him for that convenience. That's right. Pennies I mean, on a right. dollar. I don't even know what he did when he was there. Pennies That's on right. a dollar. I wasn't paying him for that. I was paying him the fact that he answered the phone. Answered the phone. Hey, man. Showed up. And, well, at first you were like, oh, man, I'm busy. I don't know if I can make it today. I'm like, cool, no, no problem. I'm Let- calling somebody else. No, the hell no, you're not. <laughs> stop right there. You're, well, stop. I, you're done. I, <laughs> well, I didn't say I was calling somebody else, but he was like, maybe tomorrow, maybe, you know, whatever. I, I'll try to get there as soon as I can. An hour goes by, he calls me back. He's like, dude, I got an opening. I'll be out there. No, I said I made something happen for you. Oh, is that what it was? I made something happen. See? Mm -hmm. See, it's it's one of those things where you've got your your day planned. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I got to be at this stop at this time and this stop at this time and this stop at this time. Kyle Voss calls and said, hey, man, I got to have you right now. Just off the top of your head, Kyle, I can't be there right now. Yeah. But when you hang that phone up, and you go back and start looking at that calendar, and you call the next stop, or you call the next two stops and say, look, I've got an emergency I need to go take care of. Back to communication. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I go take care of this guy and then come to you? And if they say, no, no, because most of of the time, they're like, absolutely, go take care of him. We're good with it. Well, then I call Kyle back. Kyle, I'm on the way. What? All right, man. That's awesome. Yep. Or is, is your business recession proof? I think so. I think so. If toilet paper is recession proof, I'm telling you, if you when you flip the, the septic you, side has to be recession. When, maybe it might go down a little bit, but so when the, you when the, you flip the, the lever on the toilet and that sucker gurgles, I don't care how if you're making money right. or not, you're caught on somebody. The new install stuff, you know, like the the new construction houses, of course, is of course that that, that would stop. But, what's your what's your percentage? Are you eighty percent new septic tank, twenty percent pumping and repair? The other way. It's twenty eighty twenty on the new. Yeah, which is a good position to be. Eighty. Well, well, I wouldn't say twenty. Let's let's say sixty forty. Okay. Yeah. So, like, we install three to four new systems a week. Okay. But we also do three to four repairs a week, and we pump on average about around here about twenty five, maybe twenty tanks a week. Yeah. And then for everybody listening, because I know this is an odd question, what is the best thing that a consumer in a home can do to keep you from coming out there? How do you maintain a good a good septic? So it's it's like your 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 engine in your car. If you want that engine to last you a long time, you're gonna change the oil on time. Okay. And I'm not saying that you have to pump it on time. But if you can keep the the chemicals and the grease and the the all the bad stuff out of that septic yeah. tank, and you maintain it, you pump it regular. Is that the Ridex? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> so yeah. So well, the thing is too. I think you have to explain what a se- how a septic tank works. <clears throat> it right. only drains off fluid. Right. So That's any right. solids liquid. that are in there, liquid, yeah. it's only going to disperse the liquid back into the ground. Right. The solids are going to stay. Yep. 
So the least amount of solids so you can like, put into that. Like, like wipes, they're flushable, right? Mm -hmm. They're not dissolvable. Mm -hmm. So when you flush wipes, they stay in that septic tank. If they don't stay in that septic tank, they float into the drain field. Next thing you know, they've coated that drain field. And now it doesn't drain. Now it doesn't work. Guess what? We're getting to put a drain field in. So pump often, is that every five years? Um, three. Good? three. Need a beer? Yeah, I need a beer. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Um, three to five years. So uh, five people every three years. Um, two people every five years. Well, I'm about 15 years overdue. <laughs> I thought I just did yours. Uh, you located it. Yours uh, goes in the lake. Mm. Yeah. No, it under, under the dock. Under the dock. No, it don't. Did we not, no, we didn't pump it. Just located yeah, it. I got to pull my driveway up in yeah. April. We're going to re-pour the whole thing. And at that time, okay. you'll yeah. back up. Is it under the driveway? It's, it's, it's weird, but yeah, that I sucks. think so. Any yeah. advice for anybody not wanting to get into your industry, but that so, wants to jump off that cliff? So let's let's go back to, say you're buying a new home. When you buy a new home, you don't know where the septic's at. The previous owner probably doesn't know where the septic's at. That's a telltale sign that it's never been pumped or it hasn't been pumped in a long time. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, some people move from house to house, you know, within a couple of years. Well, <clears throat> when you go to, to buy a house, I encourage heavily that you have a septic inspection done because you know the condition of it when you move in. Because when we go to do an inspection, it is pumped out and it is verified there's an inlet baffle. There's a clean out between the house and the tank. Of course, we locate the tank. You know we, the size of the tank because the old ones are smaller, right? Well, no. Generally, we, the older ones. When I say older, like the, the concrete, 60s, yeah, the home, the homemade ones. Um, and the baffles are on it because if the baffles are not on it, more chances of a bad drain field is going to be. Yeah. You know, you're going to be spending some money. So. Thank you. Oh, look at that service. Yeah, thank you, ma'am. Weston Co. Tap Room is oh, on yeah. it. And Jared's Good, job, Good okay. job, Jared. How many times has that happened? Hey, I'm going to do like a... Never. I'm going to do like... I'm going to save all that. Thank you, Liz. You don't need anything right <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. <clears throat> so, I encourage people because we get a Oops. call a lot where I haven't been in my house but four days and there is septic in my shower. <laughs> That's bad. Okay. Well, okay. So <laughs> it's not a glamorous business. We never said that. No. You know, so we get there, we find the septic tank, we pull the lid off, septic tank's 100% full. We go to the outlet side, we dig up the outlet, we pump it down, and we verify if the liquid is pumping back from the ground back into the tank. Yep. Generally, that's a tell, you know, so the, the pressure out here in the drain field is higher than what's in the tank. So when you pump it down and it starts pumping back into the tank, that's a telltale it's sign not that leaching your drain field. Right. Yeah, it's not leaching properly. Or, or if we pump it down and the water is not pumping back in, that could be roots that are clogged up in the line. Mm -hmm. There's roots that are clogged up, you know. Um, so that's that's one of the ways that we, you know, that we, we look at it. But um, we encourage people that when they when they find their septic tank, that they install a riser. The riser will always tell where the septic tank is. And when we come back out to do a maintenance, so cheaper there's, cost. There's no digging. Yeah. You know, which and it's going to back up on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> Shitter's full, Clark. Live, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Any advice you'd give to an entrepreneur that, that's got a day job but thinks they want to jump off that cliff to be, you know, risk it all? Oh boy! It could be any industry. Like, what's yeah. the one thing you, you better have a good work ethic? Work ethic. Hey, that's that. a good one. I'll give you that. Work ethic is number one. Like anything else that you would just say, hey, this is one thing I didn't think that would. Be. I mean, obviously, we could go back to customer service or or relationships. Like you've talked a lot about that. I think that's really core to any anybody starting anybody starting a new business. Mm -hmm. Anything else? You, you got to try it. You got to go. You got to go. But no regrets. Don't. Don't burn that bridge. Do not burn that bridge where you're at to try it. And then... Good call. That's and great. then, because 
the grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence because there could be That's septic right. problems over there and that That's grass right. is greener. That's right. And it still needs cut. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's you green, ever, it's green the, because it needs to be pumped. You ever heard the saying of water your own lawn? Don't worry about what's on the that's other side exactly of the fence. That's right. Because that's, like. that's the safe play for 99% of Americans. Yeah, yeah. Will, thank you so much for your time today. You've been a great guest, informative at most. Where can they find you at, Will? Um, telephone number, 864-710-9158. That's the best way. Um, Say it again. 864-710-9158. There you go. Does that spell Uncle Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> you got a Facebook website? Yep, that? Got a Facebook, uh, Instagram, the whole nine yards. And it's residential grading and septic? It is residential grading and septic. Um, phone number is by far the best. Perfect. Um, Listen, if you call I'm, Will. I'm old school. If you call Will and you need him and you heard of him here on the podcast, <laughs> tell him. Yeah, man. I and he'll give you. A free koozie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say 50% off. Where, where is right the right koozie? Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> What's the koozie at? Yeah. Shitter's full, Clark. See? He gets these fancy koozies. I'm telling you, what a great marketing tool. All right. Guys, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Will. We're going to have you on later on. Again. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. See, see ya. ya.